Hey y'all, and welcome back to Hot Takes with Kate. I am so excited for this episode. We are welcoming a good friend of mine, Emily Wargo. She used to be my porch leader, uh, which if you don't know what the porch is, the porch is a young adults ministry at a church here in Dallas called Watermark Community Church. She is pursuing the Lord with all her heart. She just recently got married, and she has the best advice, honestly, on health, diets, relationships, dating, all the things. I am so excited to dive into this conversation with her. Uh, God really has blessed her life, and I think she has a lot of great wisdom to give. So I really hope you enjoy her hot takes. I know I did. So let's jump into the episode. Well, welcome back to Hot Takes with Kate. I am so excited for today's guest. Uh, We have Emily Wargo, who used to be my porch leader, which if you don't know what the porch is, it's a young adults ministry in Dallas um, through Watermark Church. And um, yeah, I'm so excited for this conversation. We're talking about health, body image, yeah. all dating, all, all the things. Exactly. Thank this you so much for be, having me. Yeah, this is going to be so exciting. Yeah. Um, so with every podcast, I'd love to start out with a hot take. Cool. So first hot take, I feel like we've talked a lot about this in our conversations, but what is your hot take on just health in general? Mm, yes, this is a good one. I would say being a female, it the hot take that I have is that carbs are actually really good for you. And carbs are not bad. They're not going to make you fat. And everyone should actually be eating carbs to fuel their body for higher performance. And so I think a lot of people... Even when I was growing up, I had the misconception that if I ate too much bread, I'd be fat, which to an extent is true if you're not moving at all and eating a ton of carbs. But if I want to perform higher in a sport, CrossFit, running, anything like that, those athletes are eating carbs and they're fueling their body to perform. And I think there's the misconception that you shouldn't eat carbs and that you can lose weight faster if you don't eat carbs. When actually, that's false. Your body will hold on to the weight. That's so true. And I think, too, just within the health realm, everyone's like, oh, keto, do paleo. Exactly. There's all these fad diets where it's like, oh, don't have these carbs because, you know, it's going to convert to glucose and, um, you know, then to sugar, and it's going to make you fat, and sugar makes you fat. Exactly. And, yeah, bad sugar is bad for you, right? Mm -hmm. We have to, you know, definitely (laughs) tone it down when we uh, intake sugar. But, um, yeah, carbs are – I went on a low-carb diet when I was an athlete in college horrible idea i bet your performance suffered oh i was so weak all the time Mm. i got injured Mm -hmm. and it was just it was horrible because i wanted to drop weight and i was like well i don't know how any way other way to do it so i just cut out carbs totally and what people don't realize is you're actually losing muscle so people think oh the scale's going down i'm getting skinny and i'm like but you're not losing fat you could be losing all of your muscle and so it drives me insane sometimes when folks say like I want to cut out carbs because I'm trying to get skinny. And I'm just like, okay, you could eat better carbs, maybe a little bit less than you're binging or overeating right now, but focus more on higher protein, lower fat. 
Yeah, exactly. I know the high protein is everywhere now with the cottage cheese. and Love cottage cheese. I do love cottage cheese I too. I put it everywhere and everything. I know. <laughs> well, and you put me on uh, protein-wise, Burgundy's Meat Market in Dallas yes. is so good. So good. Best meat ever. Oh my gosh, I just had it this week. I, Did you? Yeah, I baked or roasted a whole chicken and I got some ground beef and I made burgers. Oh great. my gosh. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah, so I think there's like, there's certain foods, right? For example, like that, like that you should be spending money on and not, you know, I think we can waste a lot of money on bad carbs and bad food. Right. Um, and I think that's what makes Americans fat, right? Because there's all these preservatives in our food. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That, anytime I go to Europe and I eat literally whatever I want, just 24-7, I'm never sick. I, I Because it's literally illegal to have certain preservatives, basically any in at least Italy, whenever I go to Italy, I'll be eating, uh, you know, ice cream or gelato and pasta and bread. And I don't put on a single pound, first of all, because you're walking everywhere. And second of all, because yeah. there's no preservatives and like all these gross chemicals. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, if you really dive deep into Americans or America's diet or food um, distribution, it is disgusting. Oh, I know. I can't even. I just watched... Um, have you heard of that documentary on Netflix, Live to 100? It's like the Blue Zones. I have not watched it. I've seen all the previews for it, and I want to watch it so bad. It's my latest obsession. You have to watch it, but essentially they bucket all these things that people are doing to live to 100 and what they're eating. And basically a lot of it comes down to faith, having a purpose. So that's one bucket. Having a community, that's a second bucket. Volunteering, like getting outside of your own personal space and then of course exercise but people are doing things that they actually like to be doing so they have a garden they're going on walks they're not like oh i have to be in the gym every day for one to two hours i think that's our problem like in america we're so obsessed with food and when am i going to go exercise you know and when i exercise it's a workout for an hour it's not focused on how can i just make this a lifestyle you know when can i get on a walk like Going on a walk at lunchtime instead of sitting down and eating. You can have lunch while you're in a meeting. Totally. Totally. No, I think that's huge. And even them having their own gardens, all these folks, they were eating exactly what they were producing. And yeah. so it was literally farm to table. And they were eating all naturally organic. And these people are living to 100, 103. It's crazy. I don't know if it's just like the coincidence of the week, but I just went to the farmer's market too. I went to Burgundy's and then I went to Dallas farmer's market and I got all my groceries for the week. You know, I got a few things from the grocery store, but oh my gosh, I was like, I feel amazing. Yeah. I feel better. I know. And farmer's market, you know, like in grocery stores, another hot take. If it says that it's organic in the grocery store nine out of ten times it's a marketing scheme because they're the same you know what ever since i had this conversation with you (laughs) i have been going to the grocery store i'm like organic no no they're targeting (laughs) because i did look into it it's i mean you're not wrong right and it's freaky i'm like i thought i was being all healthy and cool but it's the exact same i literally spoke with a guy who worked at the grocery store and i'm like oh what's the difference he's like oh there's nothing and he was restocking it. I'm like, what? So yes, farmer's market, that's the way to go. Well, and they could be putting non-organic stuff in the organic section. And you just don't even know. Exactly. And you're paying more. Exactly. I mean, a lot more. Right. There's if it has organic, huge... people want it. Yeah. That's no, you're better off going to the farmer's market. That's yeah. my thought. You I know agree. where it's coming from. Um, yeah. No, it's just better. So I guess kind of going off that, since I'm keeping this a faith-based podcast, Excellent. how does that 
have to do with your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So food has always been a big thing for me. So struggled with an eating disorder off and on maybe six or seven years because I was doing a very restrictive diet because I didn't know how to eat because I was in that camp of carbs are bad or this is bad or make you fat. So I was extremely restrictive. So then when I did eat something quote unquote bad, I would just eat a ton of it because I'm like, whatever, I already... I already messed up. I already messed up. And now it doesn't even matter. And so kind of realizing that God gave me this body to treat it like a temple and to how can I treat it in a way that's pleasing and honoring to him. So I kind of just came to this conclusion where I said, you know what? I'm done with all these measuring everything and writing everything down. I was like, I just want to be strong. That's that's my goal. I just want to be strong. I don't care how much I weigh because another hot take, the scale actually doesn't determine if you're healthy or unhealthy because you could have tons of muscle. Like the strongest yeah. girl I know, she's my height and she weighs, quote unquote, on the scale 20 pounds more than me, but she's ripped. And I'm like, it's muscle. Yeah. So I set out, I was like, I want to be strong. And so I joined this CrossFit gym an amazing gym, behavior performance research, check it out. Basically, they helped me figure out how to calculate nutrients so that my body could perform. So they were less of restrictive and more of, hey, Emily, do you want to hit a higher PR on the deadlift? Do you want to actually run farther? You probably need to eat some more carbs or you actually need to increase your protein. So it became this weird, instead of being restrictive and binging and all these things, I looked at food as fuel for my body and let me tell you, when you eat food that is not healthy for you, you will feel it in a workout the next day. You will feel almost like slower or you feel like your test, your chest tightening, you know, when you're running. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, oh my gosh, I know what it is. I wasn't feeling my body correctly. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I totally agree with that. I think in today's world, there's the whole body positivity movement, right? right? Yeah. And to an extent, it's healthy. But I don't think we should be, this is my hot take, obesity. Yeah. And I think there's, right, there's both ends to it. There's eating excessively and Mm. there's eating too little. Right. And I think there's a fine balance, which is what you're basically saying. I want to be strong. I want to be healthy. And I think what girls are comparing themselves to is this Kardashian body Mm. type or this model body type where they're super skinny. Right. And it's like, oh, well, why can't I reach that? And well, think about it. They're not definitely not working out as hard as you Mm. and they're probably not eating as much as you to be honest oh i know um, plastic surgery too just everywhere yeah i mean they could be taking pills to suppress their appetite yeah. there could be so many different factors and the problem is right this whole comparison movement oh i want to look like them and um i think the body positivity movement whatever this is <laughs> i, I know. know it's so annoying to me. Uh, it's just like embrace your body i'm like no you could have a heart disease yeah like this is bad like we're not saying don't love yourself and honor God, but we're not supposed to be praising no. this. I mean, cause either end of it, right. Of the spectrum, cause they're both extreme. Mm-hmm. It's sinning. Right. Right. It's right. like, that's the hardest part about going about as a Christian, right? right. You could be on either extreme end. Yeah. Uh, but just finding that balance of, Hey, this is what, how God wants me to treat my body. Like, yeah, sometimes fasting is a good thing. And a lot of, I know a lot of Christians that do that, right. but I think it's just not idolizing anything, right? It's idolizing God. 
because we tend to idolize food and how we look and that becomes our mindset. <laughs> right. No, it's, it's true. And I think personal note for me, I can't fast at least right now because I know in my heart of hearts, I'm doing it for the wrong reason. Right. Because I yeah. still have some of those like inklings from when I struggled with that, where I'm like, I would be fasting and I would just be like, okay, this is awesome. I feel so skinny after a couple of days, you know? And so I have to fast from something else, whether it's social media or I don't even know TV, anything like that. Cause I, I can't. And that's the thing. thing. Like, I don't want to say, oh, you should go and fast and you know, for 16 days, a day, two days. Cause I don't think it's healthy for everyone. Not everyone can do it. Right. Uh, but you're right. Like maybe just fast from sugar for a day totally. or something, you know, very simple. It doesn't have to be no eating at all. Right. Because I think that can also get in our heads as females. Oh, well, I'm going to look skinny the next day. I know. It's totally a heart posture. And I think that's even with eating now for me as it correlates to my faith. The question that I'm asking myself as I'm eating before, during, and after, is this glorifying God? Is this glorifying the body that he's given me based on what I'm eating and what I'm consuming? And then what am I doing after I'm consuming that food. So am I moving my body? Am I using that fuel? One time I went to the gym and I was there for an hour and a half and my friends were like, that's excessive. And I said, no, I had a ton of energy. I know I ate a ton of pasta the other night. It was amazing. I loved it. I have no regrets. And I want to use this energy because it feels great. So it's a little bit of a mind flip of I ate a bunch of carbs. This is bad. I'm like, no, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this in a workout. Oh yeah. No, it's so true. I mean, <laughs> I was the opposite in college. I was not eating. Mm. And then I'd go to a three hour practice mm. and I'd have no energy. Right. Right. I mean, that's the thing. You do want to have energy throughout your day. And if you feel yourself depleting your body, yeah. then maybe you need to reevaluate what you're doing yeah i know okay another hot take i just thought of every this is something that i recently learned when you are feeling hungry throughout the day a lot of folks their immediate go-to is carbs right if you're really hungry and you're like i just gotta get a quick little fix carbs will actually burn off faster and you'll become hungry quicker more quickly than if you ate fat or protein so sometimes if i'm feeling hungry i will start with protein, if I'm still hungry, I'll add in some fat, like avocado, nuts, something mm. like that. And it, it keeps you for longer than a carb, which you'll be hungry again in 20, 30 minutes, which is an interesting thing. I didn't realize I'm like, fat, you're telling me to eat fat. That is a hot take. A lot of girls think fat free this, sugar free that, fat free. And I'm like, no, fats are good for you. They're good for our cycles. Like you need to have at least a certain percentage like grams of fat for your cycle to be normal for your hormones to be normal well and fat free usually has preservatives in it so be right. careful with that <laughs> and sugar-free stuff it messes me up because oh, i'm like what is this? i can't i cannot drink stevia oh, nothing mm. and you know people will realize like oh it's no sugar it's so healthy for you right. it's made in a lab right and they're like no it's a plant i'm like no it's it's grown in a lot. I know. I, I'm devastated. I still love Diet Coke. I know there's aspects. I, I know. I do. Too. I do. <laughs> I do drink Diet Coke when I'm at the office. That's like my treat. But okay. Everything in moderation, right? Everything in moderation. That's but if important. I drink it, if I were to drink it every day, which maybe I, I don't know. I haven't tried it. <laughs> you, I mean, you could. I don't know. I don't know. But it definitely affects my gut. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Same. No. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> 
it's all the Diet Cokes. I know. Oh, my gosh. But I don't know. My grandma lived pretty long, and she drank a lot of Diet Cokes. So I'm like, mm. Oh, it's so funny. Our grandparents' generation, they all drank, like, a Dr. Pepper or a Coke, I but the, with the real sugar in it. To- that's what I heard, actually, the hot take, which is good for you. Like, better for you. Even though there's it a is. ton of sugar in it, it's better because it's natural, more natural. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Their doctors told them, stop drinking soda. They're like, well... You know, you died before me. So. I know. I know. And you see that all the time. It's crazy. I mean, my grandparents, True. my grandpa's 91 and my grandma's 86. Mm, wow. And they have a, they drink like four Cokes a day. Oh my gosh. That is goals right there. Yeah. Honestly. But you also think about it. Like we were just talking about, they were raised on different food. That is true. And that's actually this other documentary. I'm very obsessed with. You know, <laughs> how to live better and food and all these things. Essentially, the population grew too fast for us to produce enough food, which is how they injected all these growth hormones to oh, yeah. chickens bigger, cows bigger, so they could feed the population. And it was less of, and also the things that they created, they created specifically like sugar and treats. They made it. So that our body would crave it and they made it bright colors so we would be attracted to it. And then they made it to where it basically serotonin or something released in our brains where we, we, we're not satisfied. We need to have more of it. No, that's, that's so interesting you say that. I saw this video on farm-raised salmon the other day. And they inject dye into <gasps> the salmon to make it look brighter pink. Oh my gosh, see? What so now I'm scarred and I can't buy my salmon at Trader Joe's anymore. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. See, that's crazy. And the colors, packaging, marketing, it's all, I feel bad saying like it's all a scam, but kind of because they're trying to make a profit and how can they appeal to the masses? No, it's just so insane. I'm yeah. like, I feel like I can't find any decent food. I mean, you have to go to Europe. That's why everyone's been going to Europe this summer. I feel like same. I'm and, going next week. Oh, well that's nice. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, Gosh. you're right. Everybody's going to Italy, so I was like, I guess I'll go. I, I'm hoping to go. You should. Where are you going? To Florence and Rome and Amalfi Coast. My husband's never been, so we're oh just going to go. You're going to have babies. so much fun. Yeah, before babies. All right, let's move on to the next hot take. All right. Um, I feel like we just kind of talked about this, but cool. do you have any hot takes on diets? Um, yes, I am very against any diet, truly any diet, um, because it's not sustainable. You should really change your perspective so that you can do something in the long term. Like anything that you can't do long term is not sustainable. And I talk about this with my husband all the time. He's like, let's just do like a, a two week, you know, cleanse thing. I'm like a cleanse of what, what are we cleansing? You know, and girls coming back from vacation, like, I need a two-day cleanse just to get back on track. I'm just going to do only juices. I'm like, so you're going to deplete your body? The juice cleanse kills. Bad. Oh, That's the word. They deplete their body of, like, micronutrients and proteins and everything. And I'm like, you're really just, like, cleaning your gut out maybe, but your body, that's it's terrible for your body. Okay, when I tried to do it in high school, which... I was so young to be doing that, if you think about it. Yeah. But that's when it started, right? I mean, it started before that. But I was doing it in high school, and I thought I was going to throw up. It's crazy. I felt so sick. Mm. I'm like, I don't know how girls do this. Mm-hmm. No, I And know. I felt so shameful for right. not being able to do it. 
Right. Which is so sad. I know. Because that's what diets do. They're not sustainable. Yeah. And then when you don't follow through with it, it's like, oh, man, like, why can't I do it? And, they, you know, this person can. Totally. And it's just, it's almost like a, a constant rewarding yourself and then restricting yourself but then rewarding it. And it's like, it's this vicious cycle. People ask me when I come back, I just went to Cancun this weekend and I got back and, you know, I was at an all-inclusive. We were eating a ton, like doing whatever. And I get back, my friends are like, don't you like feel big? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I feel like I've been eating, but I'm just going to go right back to normal, like my normal schedule. I'm not going to punish myself. No, you don't need to do that because like, if you think about it, a week isn't going to set you that far behind. Exactly. Another hot take. One meal isn't going to make you fat. One meal. Oh, I, but you know, it's funny. Like I tell myself that all the time and I still sometimes get into that mindset where I'm like, oh my gosh, if I eat this, it's going to make me fat. And like my best friend's getting married this weekend and I'm like, well, I want to look good in the photos. And you know, I have to keep telling myself, wait, Caitlin, you're thinking about this wrong. It's totally the enemy getting in my head because it's me comparing myself to other girls right and obsessing over my body yeah that's true i always try to do just for people to put it in perspective throughout the week i try to do an 80 20 rule basically yeah 80 percent of anything that i eat is really fueling and i don't even want to say label it healthy or whatever it's fueling it's good carbs protein fat and then the 20 percent is when you can I mean, like, I'm like, I, I'm eating pizza and I'm eating a burger. I'm not feeling bad about it. So that 80, 20 is kind of how I try to manage that because you need some of that in your life. Otherwise you can binge or go crazy. At least what, like what I did back in the day. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Like you having candy in your house. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> how can you have I this know. in front of your face? I'm <laughs> like, I'm trying to be that, you know, like I am impressed. woman that has all these little cute things throughout her house. You are. But it's hard sometimes. I'm like, I really just want a piece of candy. <laughs> I could eat the whole bucket. I know, that's true. No, that's, me too. Uh, yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> I'd be at a very low place if I did that. You might get diabetes. Or ca- maybe cavities. That's a lot. That's a big bag. Okay. What? Knock on wood. I have not had a cavity yet. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. That's crazy. I've had at least 10. At least. Yeah. Because I love And I've candy. heard they're very painful, so... They are. I'm really hoping that's it's, not in my near future. I knock on wood that for you, too. That's crazy. I'm very impressed. Yeah. Especially that you eat candy, too. And drink Diet Coke. <laughs> but do you like sour candy? My dentist always tells me it's a I, sour candy. I do love dark chocolate. That's my oh, go-to. So I'm, I'm a chocolate girl. See? That's probably why you don't have cavities. Could be. <laughs> but I do. I have been drinking a lot of Diet Cokes. So maybe I should cut back on Oh, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Um, all right. I feel like this is going to be a very long conversation on this next topic and we should just go into it. Okay. What's your hot take on dating? Oh my gosh. Should I start with the guys or with the girls? Like I have, all right. I feel like there's going to be multiple hot takes on this. So give me top three guys, girls, and then overall. This is okay. Again, everyone that's listening. Remember, this is my personal hot take yes that's the whole point of a hot take like let's just reiterate the definition of a hot take it is someone's opinion yeah good (laughs) thank you yeah because I feel like I tell this to a lot of people and they're like are you kidding me um so three years ago when I first moved to Dallas I I had just moved here I didn't know anybody and I went on a ton of dates because 
I was like, what's the problem? And, and I say this with a grain of salt. I knew that I was in a spot where I wasn't lonely, desperate. I, I had a good head on my shoulder at the time. And I tell this to my girlfriends all the time. I'm like, go on a bunch of dates. I'm like, a dating app, maybe you could get introduced with someone. You could get set up with someone. Like, go on, go on dates. This is what you should be doing. I think people have this really high bar of, I have to meet this one person from afar. We have to become friends. I need to fall in love. Then they're going to ask me out. I'm like, what? Go on a bunch of dates. And then that's for the girls. I'm like, if a guy is a Christian and he asks you out, just say yes. You didn't just receive a proposal just go get coffee with them and get to know them and make sure if you do let them down you need to be very explicit why and don't give this there's a lot going on in my life right now god (laughs) told me i've I've done the there's been a lot going on in my life and that's what i hate when i was dating and guys would say that to me i'm like just straight up Tell me. You're yeah, not you really, you really do just want the truth. I think that's just maturity too. Yeah, it's it's maturity. Some people, the way they respond to that, you can also tell they're, you know, if they're mature oh, or not. You can totally tell <laughs> yeah. who someone is based on their response to. Yeah. After one, two dates. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's how much. That's what I'm saying. And okay, that is great. Another hot take. It is just coffee, or it's just dinner. And ladies, all you need to know coming out of that date is if you want to go on one more date you don't need to know is this my future spouse like right after my first date or like why don't i have butterflies right now what does that mean does that mean i'm not into it i'm like did you have fun on the date was he respectful would you like go on another date okay i have a this is a question for you because obviously i'm single and i'm going on dates good i'm proud of you thank you Mm -hmm. um but if you're not attracted to the guy after maybe like three or four times Mm. going on a date like they're you know they check every box they're super nice yeah but you're just not attracted to them okay that's a good question i use this because this has happened to my friends okay i did use this with my friend recently and there's a really good gut test that i have to if you're attracted to someone or not because I'll be honest, people change. I mean, I'm married now, looks change, people gain weight, people lose weight, all these things. So I don't think it's enough to completely cut it, but the gut tests where my friends come home or right to my house or whatever, and they tell me about the date, and I, they're like, I don't know if I'm attracted to him. And I go, did you want to kiss him? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, you're fine, go on another date. If they're like, no. And I'm like, all right, you need to cut it because I have the hot take that you shouldn't be physically attracted to the others. It's not I th- It's not the most important thing, right. but it is an important thing. I agree. Don't just marry a guy because he's a solid Christian. I think you should also be a little attracted to him. I'm sorry. That's yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. By the time you get married, you should, you know, be ready yes i know so just yeah. yeah but i'd say after three or four dates and they say no i don't want to kiss him definitely end it it's a little tricky with wording to end it based on attraction so mm-hmm. i wouldn't advise for them to say that because you're trying to protect his heart also and guys are yeah. also insecure so i would just say um i don't feel a romantic connection you know i yeah really appreciate i think that's fair me. yeah yeah that's no, I, I've asked multiple girls their advice on that. And they're like, well, just don't hurt his feelings. You know, just say that, you know, you're not going to date right now. Oh and, no, I hate that. Guys and I just feel like if honesty. I do that, 
I feel like, I mean, you're lying to them. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I just feel, I can't do it. Right. I'm also just the biggest, I probably tell guys too much information. <laughs> oh, I know. Same. I wore my heart on my sleeve for sure. So, yeah. but that's good. And that's another hot take. You should actually be yourself mm. the whole time. Yeah. You know, you don't want to conform to this image of what you think. Cause you don't want to marry someone that thinks you're a different version of yourself. That's no, lame. Not at all. Yeah. And it's like when I first started dating my husband and, and people were like, Emily, are you still going to um, dress up for Halloween? I'm like, yeah, I love Halloween. I'm going to be a dinosaur. So <laughs> that's I don't... a Christian hot day. Because... <laughs> that's true. I mean, okay. I get it. The other side of it, like people who worship the devil one night a year. I heard that. I heard that and too. I... I thought, well, I mean, that's not wrong. But I also think it's how you celebrate each holiday. Yeah. And um, it's a heart posture, it's a heart, I think. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I, and here's the thing. I pray all the time, Lord, please put your spirit of conviction on me for certain things. Mm-hmm. And I will tell people straight up, hey, I don't have the conviction of, and I, I could be wrong about it is what I tell them. Like, I could be wrong. It could be wrong to celebrate how God is not giving me that conviction. And I personally see it as a holiday to give little kids candy, and they're so cute. Yeah, I mean, kids dressed up as, like, pumpkins I or something innocent. Right. That's where I feel like it's okay. But, yeah, if they're dressed up as the devil, then you're maybe... you're casting spells on yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, then maybe it's giving them the wrong idea of yeah. what they should be dressing up as or who they should become. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, my parents never let us dress up as that scary stuff. Oh, yeah. That is true. And even with Harry Potter, my parents at first were like, what is this? And then my mom watched it, and she's like, okay, I think my girls, my older sister and I, we were like, I don't know, 12 and 14 or something. And she just talked with us before, and she's like, I think it's fine to watch. I just want y'all to know, like, it's fake. It's not real. It's make-believe. And we're like, okay. Watched it. I never thought twice about it. I never was like, this is dark, and I'm affected. You know, and so it's, yeah. but she set that precedent ahead of like, hey, I kind of vetted this. I think it's totally fine. Let me know if you ever have questions or if you think this alters any sort of. Oh, yeah. Parents, view. like, they set the tone for that. Yeah. For sure. So, well, we can go back to dating. I, I know. I'm like, okay, yes, back <laughs> no to more, dating. No more kids. <laughs> so many, so many tangents. You're right. I know. Um, but okay so that was your hot take for girls what's your hot take for guys oh my gosh okay guys and i think this could be dallas specific because well, when, I, when i lived in denver this was not a problem let me just tell you guys need to ask girls out because i think in dallas for some i think maybe there's it's parallel what's that phrase where they're like paralyzed by a lot of choices or something it's like they're overwhelmed by the amount of choices because there's oh, like yeah. one cute Christian man to every like 30 beautiful Christian women in Dallas at least. No, that's true. And in Colorado, it's the complete opposite. 30 men to every one woman. It's like that in California too. Exactly. And so I just think that guys here are, are taking way too long because they're trying to evaluate all these different choices. And it that comes down to back even like tribal mentality, right? Like there used to be tribes of like 12 people. They, they met each other, they got married and they had a great marriage but then one tribe joined with another tribe and they're like wait a second now i got more choices now i don't know if i want to be with you because there's this other tribe and it just it's tribe mentality keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and so i'm like guys 
you can ask a girl to coffee. Make sure you set the intentions from the very beginning that it is a date, by the way. Don't say, do you want to grab coffee with me? Because I could do that with my father. So if you say, I want to meet you for coffee, I'd like to take you on a coffee date. That's fine. Another hot take, actually. <laughs> I hate first dates being coffee dates. Me, personally. No. I don't like coffee dates. Okay. I, I think that's very casual. I think that you do that with a friend. Exactly. Even my husband, when he first asked me out, he goes, I'd like to take you to coffee. And I was going to literally respond, Caitlin, and say no, because I was like, I hate that. Then before I even responded, I saw him typing again. And he goes, actually, I'd really like to take you to dinner. And I was like, there we go. Now we're back. And, and not to say okay. some girls wouldn't be okay with that. I know that I... Don't what, like what about drinks? Drinks seems a, it depends. You gotta be. I kind of like drinks. No, drinks is great, but here's the thing: if you don't know the guy and he's like, "Meet me at this bar for a drink," I personally feel like mm, it, it sets a weird tone. If like he's a solid Christian man, not saying he couldn't be, but if I don't know him and he wants me to meet him at a bar for the drink, that seems a little bit like. Yeah, I do think. I, I, listen, the best case scenario: dinner, maybe go mini golfing something some activities oh yeah activity is great because yeah. they don't have to sit and talk to each other but if you already know the guy and he's like i'd like to grab a drink then it feels sophisticated if he's a christian man that you already know right like oh let's grab drinks you yeah. like to drink cool well i my hot take just on dates yeah. in general i hate movie dates yeah well, i don't think i could even do it when i'm dating someone because i you can't talk yeah and you think about it, we're all busy, we're all working. Yeah. By the time I spend time with that person, I want to talk to them. Yeah. I don't want to go sit in a movie theater and not talk. Right. I mean, maybe every once in a while. Right. But, I mean, it would be once in a blue moon for me. That's true. Well, I know. There's so many... But that's hot- my... That's my... That's your, hot, that's your hot take. Some people like activities. Some people also don't like... To, I think activities are great because it breaks kind of that tension. But I think for guys... Ask a girl out. You don't need to get to know her and all of her family and all of her friends before you make a move. That's insane. And also, though, be very tactful, I think, about dating in the same friend groups because that's quite the overlap sometimes, you know? Like, if you date someone, you need to know what's their friend group in case it doesn't work out because that can get real dicey. So I would. that's the only thing I would caution for guys in the church. Just, like, if you're asking a girl out... And it's going well. That's great. Then you can maybe meet her friends. But otherwise, like, you just need to know what you're getting yourself into because it can get messy if you date somebody else in the future. That's also in that friend group. Yeah. The friend groups. That's where it can get. Did this happen to you or something? No, it didn't. Thankfully. (laughs) You're smiling. I was like, something happened. But, I mean, girls also, I think, too many girls are saying no because they're not physically attracted at first to the guy so the hot take is it can grow over time mm. like I dated a guy I hope he never hears this he was not attractive at all and I dated him for about a year because his personality rocked yeah I I will say that personality can totally outweigh looks totally and then after a while I became physically attracted to him yes after like maybe five or six months because I was like wait you are awesome. You're hysterical. I think that's so attractive. And now I'm attracted to Yeah, they've got to be really funny. They have to be funny. Yeah. And, I mean. But funny in general. Like, if a guy is the most amazing, good-looking guy. Yeah. And he has no personality, I'm immediately unattracted to them. Oh, my best friend Kat and I talk about this all the time. We're like, 
honestly, if a guy can't roast me, I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. That's a hot take. (laughs) I'm like, just tell me something. Like my husband, he'll say things to me all the time. And I'm like, hey, FYI, you can't say that in person because I think people will think you're actually mean. They don't know this is our relationship. So you roast each other? Oh my gosh, all the time. All the time. You know what my friend told me? She's Mm. like, guys like sass. They do. They love sass. Also, guys like confident women. Like... Mm. My husband could say anything to me, and he knows I have a very strong backbone, and I won't take it. I won't take offense Spilling to it. Spilling the tea. Spilling the tea. Exactly. He can say that I look bad in an outfit, and I'm not like, oh my gosh, are you serious? I'm like, you're right. This outfit sucks. I'm going to go change. Yeah, you want someone to be honest with you. You don't want someone to say, because then it, they seem like they don't care, too. Yeah. No, I know. The roast thing, it's just another level of like comfortability, and you just want to... It's almost like that back and forth camaraderie of like, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We're very secure. We can have fun. Like life is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be serious. That's so true. So I've caught myself sometimes being too nice or like I think of a roast Mm. and then I don't say it because I'm like, are they going to get it? But I feel like if you know the guy. True. They should be able to, you know, take it. Like that's a good test. Right. Now that I'm thinking about it. Actually, that is a good litmus test. Sometimes if I'm hanging out with a guy, maybe back when I was first dating, maybe I, there was something off about them. Maybe like they're really, really short. Maybe this one guy had like a missing tooth, like a fake tooth. If they make the joke first, that's the clear to roast them. So that's something everybody Ooh. needs to remember. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just good. come into it roasting. Almost like wait to see like, and the short guy was like, yeah, I know I'm like four foot nothing. And he was like joking. And I'm like, okay, I like the confidence. Like, you made a joke. You're you're embracing your height. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and like attractive, honestly. Yeah, because that that portrays confidence and security. Totally. You want that. Totally. Both sides. Both sides. Okay, so hot take on guys. That's your hot take, and I do think that is a Dallas thing. Yeah. Going back to that, it for sure is a Dallas thing oh, because yeah. I went to California. It was I, the amount of guys that were. I don't mean to get into political, but like they were conservative, they were Christian and they came up to me and they asked me out. Right. I'm like, this never happens to me in Dallas. Oh, ever. I felt like a queen in Denver everywhere I went. And I was like, wait, this isn't again, not to sound like I'm so cool, but in Denver people were, they were on it. It's called member, like member. And I'm like, I didn't know that. Cause I was like, uh, have guys never seen a girl out here? I was getting asked out like once a week, Caitlin. And then I move out to Dallas crickets crickets oh and it makes you feel like something's wrong with you i know i know but i mean to be fair there's a million beautiful women in oh dallas. there's so many beautiful women in I dallas know. and there's like that rich money like oh yeah it's it's tough well let's just this is a hot take i really don't think the majority of women how they're living in dallas can afford to live that way because yeah i can't afford to live that way no no and i don't fair. know how they're doing it no that's fair and another hot take guys prefer natural beauty they do yeah solid christian men and i even talked to my husband about this i'm like how would you feel if i got plastic surgery just in general random question and i loved his response because he was like well i want to talk about it what is the surgery you're wanting why are you wanting that and what would that change about the way you look at yourself and i'm like Mm. That's pretty that's good. That's pretty good because I wasn't even just thinking of something specifically. I was just out, didn't know his opinion about it at all. And so once he said that, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like anything that I would do right now would probably be because I'm, I'm like, oh, I want to look X, Y, and Z. I want to look better here. You know, it's all just vain. And yeah. It's not needed. Wow. Yeah. 
That's good. Huh? That's true because I'm not going to lie. I've thought about getting Botox since See, being in Dallas. Lots of people get Botox. I have guy friends that get Botox in Dallas, which I'm like, Well, what? my dermatologist said it's a good preventative for wrinkles. <laughs> I know, but at the same time, they all we wrinkle. But it's okay. I also don't know the long-term st- – I was talking to my mom about this. I don't know the long-term studies of this and, mm. you know – can it affect your health in any way? I mean, true. it's something being injected into your skin. That's true. Any injection, I'm kind of like, okay. kind of sounds scary. A little. Yeah, it does. So They're injecting like, what is it specifically even? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what's going in there. I don't know. Okay. I, I really have to research it, okay. to be honest. Yeah. I don't know enough about it. but yep. Not needed at all, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying not to state my opinion on things I don't know a lot about. That's true. Okay, hot take about... And maybe this is too specific, but I asked my husband, I said, after I have, or we have kids, which another thing, you know, you married the right man. When I say, how many kids do you want? He goes, it's up to you because it's your body. <gasps> and I was like, wow. Wow. Clap Thank for you. that. I was like, okay, I've never heard that before. That's amazing. But I asked him, I said, how do you feel about after we're done having kids? I have a breast augmentation more like, cause you know, you have mm, a bunch of kids yeah. and whatever. And he's like, I think that would be totally fine because I would want you to feel confident. And I'm like, okay, so that could be a hot take in the Christian church. No, I I think there are certain things like, you know, breast reductions. If you're in pain, I know a lot of girls that have back pain. That's true. And they have to do it because it's literally affecting their spine. Exactly. And I think there are certain situations where plastic surgery is necessary. Yeah. But, yeah. Just fun fact. Because you still want to feel pretty and it's like but the heart, and there's no the judgment heart. to anyone that's done it totally no. i think it's i think it's fine but. yeah and everyone has different convictions too and i will say sometimes that falls in the area of um in the bible what we consider gray areas sometimes mm. because there's not the word you know boob job in the bible if you think about <laughs> it i mean there's not the word tipsy in the bible right so different yeah that's it's kind of really based on your interpretation of what plastic surgery is people could think oh this is for health reasons and yeah. you know to everyone their own <laughs> yes to each their own <laughs> to each their own there you go yeah um okay any last hot takes on dating um anything about this I don't, I don't really think so. Oh, the only thing I just wanted to reiterate is that physical attraction can grow. Is what yeah. I wanted to reiterate. But that's good. Three to four dates, and there if there if there's other factors, then I think it's fair to say there's no romantic thing moving forward. And hot take: sometimes it takes kissing them. That's a hot take <laughs> in the Christian oh, church. Oh wow! Okay, I know. I'm like, I wasn't expecting that. Honestly, well, for uh, I'm not gonna lie. My husband and I, at first when we were dating, we're like, are we friends? Like, is oh. this like a friendship vibe? We literally because we were getting along so well. And then I was like, you know what? I just we gotta kiss once. So I just I didn't tell him this. I'm thinking this, and and I think actually I know. Afterwards, I talked to him, and he was thinking the same thing. Wow. And we just ended That's up cool. kissing, you know, the first and then, time. And I was like, okay, we're not just friends. Like, you know, because I was a little concerned. I was like, well, we could just be friends and that's fine. Yeah. I feel like everyone just makes dating in the Christian community specifically, mm. or maybe just in general, honestly, yeah. such a big deal. Yeah. It's like, you have to find your person, yeah. especially as Christians. Mm. 
it's like you have to know whether you're going to get married in three months it's like wait <laughs> no no yeah i need to get to know you yeah and the hot take your patterns date for a year at least date well i mean everyone to each their own but everyone's like well my parents dated for three months i'm like oh back when they had no social media no yeah. anything and like no communication like they were talking through like a telephone what like, about like eight to ten months eight to ten months i think is great but i i made the rule for myself i've seen that too i think that's great anything over six months i, I feel is okay six months and people are like a year i'm like it goes by so fast it does a year goes by so quickly it's crazy and then you can see each other in different seasons and you don't have to have a long engagement no hot take that is a hot take why but, why are we having these long engagements? And see, my hot take is I loved having a long engagement because I really wanted to ride it out. I was like, I'm going to uh, have a party here. We're going to do this over here. But, but I get the short engagements. I would just say, hot take, don't get married if all you want to do is have sex. Because oh, that's good. That's a really good hot take. That's just terrible. And just so you know, and I think this is a statistic JP gave at the porch mm-hmm. a couple years good. ago. You're having sex like... 0.09% of your marriage when all is said and done. Well, and I've heard so many people say once you're married, you don't even want to have sex as much as you did when you were dating. Oh my gosh. I can't also, maybe this is TMI. I can't remember the last time we made out because that it's like, it's kind of like once you can do everything, you're kind of like, meh. So like you're pushing forward for something that you will have your whole life to figure out. I, this, I heard this hot, it's not really a hot take, but I heard someone say this. It's really just proof that is how God designed it. Yeah. Because the enemy tries to pressure you yeah. into having sex and into doing all these things while you're dating. But then once you're married, right, you don't want to do these things. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that is interesting too. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. Last question. But what should a woman look for in a man mm. and a man look for in a woman? Wow. In Christian dating. Okay, I guess we could start with the man, just because I have a lot more for the woman, I felt like. So, the man, I mean, going back to Adam and Eve, God designed Eve to be a helper to Adam. You want a strong woman who has a backbone, but you don't want a woman who is trying to insert or dominate you with her authority. So, I think there's a fine line there. Um, you want to help her though at the, at the end of the day, and you could have someone who's really sweet and timid and she's a helper and that is perfect. But I would say, keep your eyes peeled for, um, what they're, what they're bringing to the relationship. Are they trying to control you? Are they trying to help you build you up? Are they natural cheerleaders? Are they, and I hate the word submissive. That's like the worst word to me. No, it's, it's very misinterpreted and yeah. it, there's a lot of confusion around it to yeah. be honest. It's and like guys respect. manipulate it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's like a respect thing I would mm-hmm. say. And that's on the flip side too. Cause one of my friends just got out of a relationship and she, we found, we basically got to the root of why she wasn't into it and why they fought so much. She did not respect him at all. And wow. That's something where I'm like, respect. Guys, they need to feel confident in themselves. Guys are just as insecure. So the guys need to look for a woman who will help build that, help bridge the gap, maybe look for qualities that they're lacking that she brings to the table. Wow, that's good. And on the flip side, the woman, I would say you want a really strong leader. And I think that could look like, and that sounds so like classic, you know, to say, but I'm like, 
you need someone who will literally that you respect one that you respect their decision you realize their place in the household it's not different like hierarchy it's different roles so it's yeah, like exactly the man being in the house like god put him as the head of the household and the woman is the helper to the man so it's like how can you help this man but you can't help a man that you don't respect because you're just gonna yeah and just to kind of reiterate that there's a lot of these male podcasts out there right now Mm. and yeah they're trying to explain that but i think guys are misinterpreting it and they think oh well i have all this authority over a woman right and it's like wait hold up right no 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 No. i know (laughs) it is I, i think it's definitely miscommunicated, misinterpreted on totally. so many different levels. Totally. Um, it's honestly a conversation within itself. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that's really good points. It is a respect thing. Sure. And girls, I would also, and for guys, I would even argue you should meet their friends, I think. Because yeah. who they have around them says a ton about their character. 100%. A ton. I mean, my friend, the one who got out of a relationship recently, we were looking back and she's like, I never met any of his friends. And then we're like, wait, did he have friends? Did he have accountability? Did he have a community group? Like, what does that look like? And so, and, and those friends are going to be in your life, by the way. So I think that's huge. Family, you kind of, you know, it's the card you were dealt sometimes. So I'm, I don't say you look for a family that you're in love with, but at least from the friend perspective, it's oh, yeah. like who's speaking into them. And also, are they mature? Are they are they surrounding themselves with good company that will admonish them and love them well? And I think that's huge. Honestly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, their friends are they're doing cocaine. They're smoking pot. They're doing all these things on the weekend. And that's not something you're looking for in a man. No. And he's like, well, I don't do that. No. It's still, they're being surrounded and influenced by that. And that's right. not who they should have as their inner circle. Right. It doesn't mean like, Okay, they are trying to help this person maybe you know get on a better path, but yeah, who who's their inner circle? That's kind of what I look at at least. Yeah, um, who are they going to for advice? Mm-hmm. Do you respect their friends too? And also at the end of the day, I think people focus so much on physical attraction and how much so they know much. the Bible, all these things, and I'm like, who do you want to kick it on the couch oh. with? Just like hot take, there are so many guys out there that know the Bible really well and can talk the talk, Mm -hmm. but their life does not show it at all. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. That's perfect. And that is another thing. You can actually view someone from afar. So the guys can see. And when I started dating my husband, his reputation preceded him. So I had heard about him. I knew he was in leadership Mm. roles. I knew who he was in community with. And that made me, and not saying you have to do all that. I just found all that out. And so when I started dating him, I'm like, okay, this is right. Like your reputation does precede you. Your friends are great. You have all these folks around you speaking into you. And I think that's huge. And also, I just want to hang out with you on the couch and watch a movie. And some couples think it has to be, we have so much fun together. We're always doing a million things. And I'm like, Okay, well, you're not always going to be doing a million things, even in marriage. So do you want to just sit with this person on the couch? Or do you only like them because they have a bunch of money and they're taking you to expensive dinners? Yeah, that's so true. You Especially know? in Dallas. Do you kiss on a first date? Oh. Yeah. This is the extra I actually footage. never have. You've never kissed on a first date? I've never kissed on a first in date. In your whole life, even before Christ? Yeah, literally never. Wow. That's good. Well... It's, I think it's, I think either way is fine. I mean, if I'm being again, honest. have I been on like a crazy number of dates? Probably not. Mm, see, shocking to me. You're so pretty. 
gentlemen, like I've been saying (laughs) this whole time. Uh, But, yeah, so I don't know. First date. Do you kiss on a first date? I have frequently, yes, back BC days. (laughs) Um, And then after, and then, let's see. Here's the thing. Sometimes it's unavoidable, and I'm I'm just that type that I just feel so bad a, a people pleaser to my core. If they're coming in, you know, yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm here. Like, I, so, you <laughs> oh, know, man. I've done that. Yeah, maybe. See, just... I, I've seen um, back when JD was at the porch, he gave a message and he's like, you don't have to kiss if they're leaning. <laughs> oh, my You can gosh. stop them. <laughs> I should have. Wow, I should have done that. I just felt, I just felt too bad, I guess, about I, that. But I feel like I... I would just go for it too. Right? I know. See, that's my hot take, I guess. Okay. This this might be, but I kind of want to know your opinion on this. Okay. First kiss. It should just be like kiss. I feel like guys who go for like the whole make out. Yeah. That, that is not attractive to me. I'll be honest. No. Cause then I'm like, what are you trying to do? And another hot take, if you're dating, I know people are going to think I'm going to sound like I'm like Southern Baptist from like the 1980s, but don't make out. Making out prepares your body for sex. That's all it does. I know. It's the worst. But I'm telling you, it is a line that, because once you start revving that engine, it's really tough. It's really tough. What if you stop at a certain, you have a boundary for it? Yeah. Do you want to know how many times that's worked out for my friends that have that boundary? <laughs> they come to me. I'm like, oh, how is your, you know, they're like, oh yeah, we messed up. I'm like, yeah, it's because your body, your literal emotions take over your entire See, body. I've made out before and I haven't. But you're a female. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to pull the sex card. Guys. I guess that's true. Trust me. That is what is getting them. Mm. And you want them to be able to lead you well. Mm. And I would say I'm going to just try to avoid anything that would cause you to not leave me well. Yeah, no, it's definitely a great area. But I think, listen, there's a lot of opinions on dating, especially Christian dating. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think if you feel like you aren't honoring the Lord um, with your intentions or with your body in that dating experience, then maybe reevaluate it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just how I try to think about it because I don't really know if there's a perfect way of dating, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's I mean, Jesus didn't date, so we don't have that model. No. <laughs> and so I've definitely put the pressure on myself to be like, oh, I have to date perfectly. And maybe the you know expectation of perfection I've put on myself. But yeah, no, it's definitely a good discussion topic, um, but definitely a big gray area. Totally. <laughs> Well, we'll chat when you start dating. Don't you worry. I'll hold you accountable. (laughs) No, that'll be good. No, I think that's really good to have people that do hold you accountable because you need that for sure. That's good. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. I know. Thanks for having me. This is good. I know. We didn't even, honestly, you have to come back because there's so many more questions. I know. Okay, great. It sounds cool. I love hearing my voice. Yeah, I know. All the high tech. (laughs) And woods. And woods, I know. What's I don't know if he's going to be in these videos. I guess you can kind of see him. Oh my gosh, I but, hope he's in some. But yeah, that'll be good. All right. Well, thanks, Emily. This was really fun. Thanks,